Like, we should be able to say some strong things to one another. Why? Well, that's not really anybody's business. That, I get, that is the opposite. That is our business. We are one another's responsibility. We are one another's keepers. Not just like, don't be getting involved in my life. Well, what, what's the point? That's the whole thing, to get involved in each other's lives, to shepherd one another. I mean, I want somebody to have my back. We're at war. We're going into battle here for the king of kings. I'm not playing church. I'm not looking to play defense. I'm trying to go on offense for the kingdom of God. I want to see the kingdom come. I want to see the kingdom come in my household. I want to see the kingdom come in my church. I want to see the kingdom come in my community. And that will never happen if Christians aren't lovingly protecting one another with plain speech. So not just a sin confrontation. Oh, I can't wait for the next time I talk to someone. This is just one dimension. The reason I'm highlighting it is because it's lacking in the body. That's the only reason I'm highlighting it. So I don't want me to, because I'm giving these things extra time, I don't want you to think that the DNA of the church is built around these stern things. I'm giving these stern things extra time because they're so tragically avoided. Yeah. So these aren't like, what's your church about? We're about church discipline. That's what we're about. Like, we're about confronting sin. Like, well, yes, but that's not, the, that's not the heartbeat. The heartbeat is let's follow Christ. And one part of that is this. So Jesus is the hub of this wheel. These are spokes. There's lots of different spokes. So a lot of the New Testament family that I'm looking forward to is just dinner together is just life together is I don't I don't know what it's gonna look like but it ought to look like life yeah. celebrating people's successes yes Amen. Amen. baptisms birthday parties like yeah. I want you in my business yeah. I want you in my backyard around my fire pit yeah. I to want to celebrate you, together to grieve together to I want you in my living room I don't know what that means, so <laughs> Baptizing to be bold. To be bold. So whatever it may be, like to be up in it together. And that takes work. Hey, I've never been in a church that's done it. So again, like I gotta disappoint you up front. Like I have a lot of hunger for it. But all I know to do to start it is by modeling it. So all I knew to do is say, come over, hang out. All I knew to do is say, we're going to light something on fire in the backyard. Come <laughs> stare at it with me. Like, that's all I know to say. Like, come on over. Like, what y'all doing? We're going to watch a movie. We're doing family movie night. Come on, hang out with us. That's all I know to do. Well, that's kind of, we're kind of personal with our family. Us too. So we're going to have to grow. And we're going to have to learn what it looks like to be more inclusive. Instead of we pull in our garage, we shut the garage door before we get out of the car to the neighbor. Like, we're going to have to expand. We're going to have to get a little bit uncomfortable. Like, learning our neighbor's names. I have not been living the multiplying, reproducing life that I'm hungry for. So I'm not a man who's saying, I've done it. I've walked it out. I know what it looks like to make disciples who make disciples who make disciples. I can teach you all about it. I'm saying, I, I, in a lot of ways, I feel like I'm starting right now to to walk the most faithful version that I've ever attempted to to the Lord. Tell the game story. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Ducky. <laughs> so, in in that same idea 
Uh, anybody familiar with Francis Chan? Woo. A few folks. So this is a this is a pastor. He had a, a mega church years ago, and he tells the story. They had a gang member join the church, and this gang member gets baptized. And uh, Francis Chan, after a couple of months, he realized I haven't been seeing this guy. So he reaches out to him to check on him. And he says, "Hey man, what's going on? Where where are you?" He goes, "Well, when I got jumped into the gang." When you, when you get jumped into a gang, they, they beat you up like a savage, like a savage beat down. But then you're in. You're family. Like everything, every part of your life is done together. So when he joined the gang, that's what happened. He joined a family. And they began to live together and be together all the time. Their lives were just intermingled. He said, when I got baptized, I thought that's what it was going to be like. I thought I was going to join a family. But I didn't know it was just going to be like the same old Sunday morning thing. Mm. The gangs do family better than the body of Christ. Yeah. And that's what Pastor Chan said. He was like, no, no, no. You're right. He told him, he was like, I'm so, you're right. That's what it should have been. But we're like, you got baptized. Yay. And then we drive home and we're like, that's so great that Johnny got baptized today. I hope Johnny follows Christ all by himself for the next 50 years. I hope he just, you know, figures it out. I hope he keeps coming and listening to the guy preach every week for 40 minutes. Because that's all a Christian really needs, is got to preach at him every week for 40 minutes. You know, as long as the worship's really good too. As long as you like the worship, then Johnny's going to be good to go. That's not the New Testament model. Older men teach the younger men. Older women teach the younger women. We have all failed. But we can change that. We can repent. That's all repentance is. I was going this way, and now I'm turning and going that way. And that's what I'm attempting to do. And uh, I'll keep going. Please interrupt with questions. Anytime you want to clarify something, Poker prod. I think as a body too, we're supposed to protect each other. I see so much that you know, if somebody does something wrong, and and you're a Christian, they just like they turn their backs. They you know they they devour you, and that's so awful. That in my 30 years of walking with the Lord, I see that too much. That we just as Christians we devour one another. different, you know, from yeah. Yeah. Um, from something where I've got a blind spot in my life. And we all see the difference between those things. And the scripture addresses those things very differently. Like, in the first example, the Bible tells, says you can't even eat with me. If I'm unrepentant, and I'm like, hey, Richard, let me, come, let me go to lunch with you so I can explain myself. No. No, the scripture says for somebody who's an unrepentant sin in the body of Christ, and they've been confronted lovingly through the biblical process, you're not even to eat with them. Yeah. Which is crazy because if it's a non-believer, you can go to their party. 
The difference is the pride versus the humility. And the same thing yeah. with a believer who may have a blind spot, who's something we want to offer grace and pour on grace upon grace upon or grace. Or if they are repentant. Exactly. Or if somebody's turn. repentant, if the Jesus model of correction, somebody comes to me and says, hey, I want to address you on this thing. And if I repent, then praise God, I've been one back. If I don't, they come with two or three. Yeah. And then... And they go, John Michael, listen, for real, man, we love you. We want to see you restored. And I go, you guys don't get it. Y'all are judging me. Judge not. The Bible said, like, okay, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. And then, what is the next step? Out of love for me, not out of hatred for me, but out of love for me, tell it to the church. And then I am to be rejected from the church body. Why? Because we want to be mean to John Michael? No. Because we want John Michael to see that he is genuinely separated from fellowship. Because we love him and we need him to see that he is in a dangerous place. But if we all pat him on the fanny every week and say, John Michael, we're just going to love you. Well, if, if you love John Michael, you're going to tell him the truth. And John Michael is dancing in a very dangerous place. Paul says that he handed people over to Satan in the body of Christ. He says... You confronted so-and-so, you confronted so-and-so, and he says, I have now handed them over to Satan. I don't know what that looks like. I've never done that. I don't think that's my ministry or calling. Like, hmm, on my prayer list this morning, God bless so-and-so. I hand him over to Satan. <laughs> but Paul says, I handed him over to Satan for the destruction of his flesh. Does Paul hate the guy? No. Paul wanted him to be restored to Christ. Yeah. So none of it was for shame. None of it was for condemnation. It was the grace of rebuke so that they could be restored. So I totally agree and at the same time have to give those biblical ex explanations for those things because again, I've never seen these things walked out. I'm not eager to exercise church discipline. I'm not fired up about it. That's something that should be done graciously, cautiously, wisely. It should be done. Just because we have concerns on particular issues doesn't mean we don't venture into the truth things, right? So, like the gang member story, close relationships are the norm. Loving each other. I want, I want to be able to just meet people's needs in the body. I want to be able to just write the check. I, I personally, my financial goals for my own business that I run, I want to be so well-to-do that when anybody in the church has an issue, I can just go, done, done, done. And I would hope that everybody in the body would have that attitude. Just like, we, it's not my money. It's not my money. If Chris has a need, it's Chris's money. It's God's money. It's just a tool. It's just a tool. It's just a thing. So that's my heart for that. Another thing, I don't intend to be the new, sexy, flashy, we do it better church. We're not going to top such and such church up the road. We're not, salt church is doing it right. That's not the spirit. Am I going to have strong convictions about the things that we're doing? I think you can see that I do. Uh, am I going to apologize for the things that I say and do? Not, not if they're biblical. But I'm not doing it to condemn or to speak ill of anybody else. You know, whenever we told our parents that we weren't doing... Oh, I, won't, I can't give that example right now. I was going to mention Santa Claus, but I'm not going to go there right now. So anyway... <laughs> What we choose to do in our setting, what Salt Church is and chooses to do, is not in any way a, a condemnation of anybody else. So that things won't be done with pride and arrogance. Things will just, we're just seeking to do things with faithfulness and wisdom. That's the heart and that's the spirit. God is moving in this region. I had a meeting 
with a couple of pastors on Thursday? Thursday? Today's Thursday. 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 <laughs> Wednesday. <laughs> Yesterday. 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 And uh, I am fired up to hear that there is a lot going on. There is a movement of disciple makers. Not just like church work starting up. You know, not that church work would be a bad thing, but I think you know what I mean. There is a movement and a stirring of the Holy Spirit for disciple making, for disciples who make disciples, for Christians who have the desire and, and feel the healthy weight of the calling to reproduce and to, to see people come to Christ. <clears throat> and he's doing it in different places. He's doing it through Bethpage Campground. He's doing it through a Presbyterian church. He's doing it through a Baptist church. He's doing it through a Methodist church. He's doing it through people who um, are coming from, a, a guy from South Africa. Just what the Lord is doing right now in this region, and I, I meant to start with this, is special. So Salt Church is not the thing. This is not his, Salt Church is not his plan for our region and for the world around us. Salt Church is one piece of this puzzle. Yeah. That was very good for me to hear. It was very humbling. Very important for this guy to hear. Not to be like, well, I'm going to plant Salt Church and here we go. But watch everybody. Take notes. That wasn't my heart. But I'm a man. I have ego. I have temptations. I have flesh like anybody else. And that stuff could creep up in me. So it was very good. And I was very thankful. And I'm rejoicing about the work that the Lord is doing. And I felt small at the table in a wonderful way. I was just like, dude. There's legit stuff going there. Like, Salt Church is a piece. But, like, God is about to rock this region, and he's waking up his church. The last move, this next wave of the Holy Spirit throughout the earth, is not going to have any big names on the top of it. It's not going to be celebrity preachers. It's not going to be John Michael Clark International Ministries. It's, I don't even think we're going to have another Billy Graham. The work that's about to happen and the move that's about to take place is going to be the whole body of Christ waking up. The sleeping giant, as she's been called, she is going to wake up. It's going to be the every single day believer doing the every single day work. They don't have to stand up in the lunchroom at their workplace and be like, y'all going to hell. Come listen to me. It's going to be the organic, life-on-life, conversational, disciple-making, well, speaking up, making a comment. Well, hey, man, you ought to come to my house. Like, we're reading through the Bible. We're reading through this, these books and I, on, on Wednesday nights. And, like, if you want to learn, you can come check it out. Okay, I might come check that out. Okay, I, I might be interested in that. It's going to be the regular believer being equipped. And that's my responsibility, is to equip the saints. Yeah. That's my responsibility. Not to entertain the saints. Not to do the saints' work for the saints. My job is to equip the saints. And that's what I have a heart to do. I want the saints to be equipped and the saints to feel that healthy, wonderful, delightful burden to do the work of the ministry. We will expect the gifts of the Spirit to be exercised commonly. So I believe that the gifts of the Spirit as as presented in the New Testament are still active, available, and I believe that the Holy Spirit wants to move. Are you cold, Mom? No, it's great. Oh, I was going to say, I'm hot. Please don't close me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like my face is burning. <laughs> I see you got red cheeks. You are hot. So I, I want that. 
I want the gifts of the Spirit to be in operation. Not spooky, not woo-woo, not weird. It doesn't have to look flaky or strange. I want to be a, I want to walk into 7-Eleven this evening and for the Holy Spirit to just say, tell that guy XYZ. And that don't have to be any, it don't have to be his zip code for me when he was a child. It could be. God can do whatever he wants. Or it could just be, hey man, I know this is gonna sound weird, but I felt like the Holy Spirit wants me to tell you that God loves you and that he sees you. And I'm not making I'm not saying I would do that to just make it up. I mean you could always tell somebody God loves you and he sees you. But I'm just saying, like, I, I want that. I crave that. Yeah. I've seen the work of the Holy Spirit in my life many ways and many times. I have not walked in the fullness of it. These things are as He wills, so I can't just decide that this is going to happen. I don't get to just choose what and when and how and where. But what we do see plainly is that any time hunger increases for these things, the Lord responds with answering. If you ask Him for bread, He's not going to give you a serpent. He's going to give you bread. If you ask him for a fish, he's not going to give you a stone. Yeah. If you ask him for the Holy Spirit, you're not going to be like, well, let's be careful. Some demons might sneak in here. Demons have no authority in the body of Christ. They have no authority over the Holy Spirit. Right. So when you invite the Holy Spirit into your life, you don't have to confuse it or worry who may show up. Only one person has jurisdiction. So my desire is that we would walk in the gifts of the Spirit. I'm on the journey, y'all. Like, I don't have the playbook apart from this one to say, hey, like, let's 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 stumble forward together. Hey, I, you know, so if in times of fellowship, in times of worship, if somebody thinks they have a word for the church, there's going to be an orderly way to share that. It will be through me. And they will come and say, Pastor, I think this is what's going on. And I can say, you know what? It seems right. Go ahead. Share that with the body. And, or I'll say, you know what? I don't sense that that's what's for the family right now. Receive that as a word unto you. And let's praise God and move along. Like, I, I, I'm learning. I'm going to be honest, and I'm going to stumble forward with you. But we're not going to be afraid. We're not going to be afraid to swing. Like, we're never going to hit the ball if we don't swing for it. So I'm not afraid of, whoa, is that decent? Is that in order? Like, man, I don't know, but we're family. So if somebody wanted to encourage the body, if they missed it and I missed it, like, I don't know, man. I think we'll be all right. You know, I think we're okay. We're not going to run off into some crazy false doctrine. Well, so and so did this the other day. You're like, I don't, the New Testament's got some weird stuff happening. Like, I think it'd be pretty weird if you spit in the mud and rubbed it in somebody's eyes. <laughs> I think that's weird. I'll be honest with you, but Jesus did it. Like, people are like, oh, that person was shaking. That's super weird. I'm like, I know. I think it's weird too. But did you know that the whole building was shaking in the New Testament? Like, I'm not going to tell God what he can and can't do. And I'm also not going to just try and pursue stuff in the flesh. Right. I'm going to try and pursue the Holy Spirit and say, Lord, we're yours. Do something. Like, move through us. Speak through us. It don't need to look weird. And I don't think it just needs to always be in our gatherings. I think the point is for the world. Yeah. Like, hey, why wouldn't it be? Why can't the Lord just say, hey, to your coworker today, why can't he just give you a word from him? A word from the, a word from the Holy Spirit. It's always going to be in line with the scriptures. Yes, it always. It if it's not in line with the scriptures, but it's still from the Holy Spirit, guess what? It's not the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I feel like the Lord is telling me to leave my wife. I'm like, well, you're wrong. <laughs> you're, you're wrong. No, but I really feel like, I believe that you really feel something. I'm just telling you, you're absolutely wrong. You know? So the scripture is the absolute authority, nothing else. 
So we expect the gifts of the Spirit. I feel called to equip and raise up other men who are called as pastors. This church is going to be a church planting church. Amen. By design, this church will never grow beyond 200 people. This congregation will never exceed 200 people. The plan is, as we multiply, because a healthy church is multiplying, because what else is the church doing? That's the mission. Yeah. That's the whole thing, right. is to multiply Amen. and make disciples. So as we multiply, as we reach 200, we will seed 50 people. 50, roughly, you know, whatever, roughly 50 people and a pastor who has been trained up and prepared to go do it again. So if we've got a regular meeting place, wherever we is, if Salt Church has a regular meeting place, well, this other church will go to wherever their called meeting place is. If, if, for example, if Salt Church is in Hartfield, this other church may say, you know what, we're, we're going to be in Deltaville, or we're going to be in... Uh, what Saluda. is it? Saluda. 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 Well, I was trying to think of what's <laughs> right over in Walster or Cobbs Creek or or um, Lancaster or wherever, you know, and that body is going to be their own independent church, not John Michael Extension Campus, but <laughs> their own thing, their own pastor, and obviously we're going to be family, but I can't imagine how awful and hard it's going to be when 50 of us have to go and be like, not it, not it, <laughs> but as long as we know that this is in our DNA from day one. It's like when your kids grow up. Like, I haven't had to have my heart ripped out yet and send my kids away. <laughs> but that day's coming. And you parents who have done it, like, you can say, like, it's hard, but it's healthy. You know? It's hard, but it's right. And in the same way, that's my desire. So a little bit about why. Why 150? Why 200? Well, part of it is a real natural reason. You can know that many people. Yeah. yeah. You can know 150 people. Yeah. You're not going to be close with 150. But you're going to be close with some of them, but you can know 150 people. Anthropologists tell us that as they've studied ancient civilizations, you know, going back from now till all the way back to Adam, they can tell that most villages never exceeded 150 people. Wow. And the reason for that is because at 150 people, everybody had a job to do. And nobody could hide. And 2,000 people, you can hide. In a megachurch... I can vanish. I can hide. And 150 people in that village, your job's to gather berries. Your job's to go kill stuff. Your job's to pick up sticks. Your job's to go <laughs> fetch water. Right? We're all doing our thing. You know? And if, and if Bob is beating his wife, we're all going to know. Like, nobody's going to hide from anybody. Like, where's the sticks? Becky didn't pick up sticks today. <laughs> Becky, what are you doing? We need sticks. Like, never on fire. Like, it's a family, and there's real responsibility. So that's a very natural thing. But I remember I remember the day I was cutting grass when the Lord told me this 152. This was years ago. But I remember the moment he gave it to me. And with that natural reason, I was like, people aren't going to like that. They want a super spiritual reason. And I'm like, sorry. I don't have one. I mean, I think multiplication is good. I think loving one another is being, being close is good. In addition to that, I also think it's worth noting there's nothing wrong with acknowledging where you are. We're not in New York City. Yeah. I don't think you're ever going to see a church in, in rural regions that has 2,000 people in it. I don't think it's going to happen. And I think a lot of that has to do with just the mindset of us, the people. Like, we don't like that a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah. Well, people ought to, heaven's going to be packed, so you better get used to it. I know, I, 
I see that, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm not trying to fight every... Look, the gospel is offensive enough without me trying to fight every (laughs) single thing that people want to fight about. So that's the heart of the church. It's not going to change. That's what we're going to be. We're going to love one another. We're going to know one another. And we're going to be close enough that it's like 150 people, like, and then boom, 50. We grow 50 again. That's another church. Church planting in rural regions. It's going to bring life. And I believe it's going to revive. And I think it's going to grow. I think it's going to become a network. And I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be beyond our imagination. Yeah. But I'm excited about it. I feel called to equip other men as pastors. So I want to see other men raised up. A lot of times in the body of Christ, men who have a call on their life are told to put that on the shelf. We'll just wait and see about that. Give yourself to another man's vision and give it time 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 and give it time. And then when you've given it some time, give it some more time. I want to release. I want to send. I want to release. I want to send. I want to equip. Scripture also says not to lay hands on a man too quickly. So we're not going to be foolish. I'm not, I, I take it seriously. I fear God. But at the same time, I'm not trying to stifle the work of the Lord. So if a man has a call on his life and he feels drawn and called to be a part of Salt Church, it's my responsibility as the pastor to equip him and to raise him up as an elder in the body of Christ. So with that said, I also want other elders in this church. That's not going to happen from day one because this is going to take time. Before I ever would lay hands on another man as an elder, we're going to be so enmeshed, me and that dude, it'll be ridiculous. Like, I don't know, we'll be able to finish each other's sentences. But I still want that sooner rather than later. I'm not saying 10 years from now, there will be another... No, I'm saying sooner rather than later. But again, I can't make that happen. I'll pray for it, but I can't make it happen. But it is my desire that there are other men as elders in the church. So you hear me keep saying men, so let me also clarify that. I also believe that the scriptures plainly speak about male eldership in the body of Christ. The body of Christ is divided on that issue. Big time. But I'm just telling you plainly tonight, that's where I come down on. Again, I read the Bible. I don't I don't have justification to get out of it. I've read the books that explain why it doesn't mean what you think it means. I've read books on here's what it says and here's what it means. I've seen it all. I've studied. I've come to this conclusion. Jesus is going to sort me out. The judge will sort all of us out on every doctrine. Isn't that right? Yeah. On everything. So I move forward humbly. I'm not trying to stifle anything. I fear God. I've got to move forward in what I'm responsible for. This is what I'm responsible for. So I don't know where everybody stands on that, but now you know plainly where I do. We'll be a church planning church. I already said that. Ideally, Salt Church will have its first gathering for public worship around the beginning of May. So, um... Four informational meetings, and then that puts us into what? April? And then I believe, like I said in the video, whatever emerges from these four informational meetings, I'm calling it good. I'm calling it family. Um, a church is not a gathering of two or three. Jesus did say two or three are gathered, and I'm in your midst. But that's not a New Testament church. A New Testament church has eldership, a New Testament church has a body of believers, and then a New Testament church has eldership and a body of believers who also identify. <laughs> as a New Testament church and a body of believers. So it means something to be a part of a church. Yeah. America, because we have our pick of the litter, it has weakened it. You know, I offend you, you offend me, it's like, I'll just go up the road. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to work out this awkwardness, this drama between us. I don't want to have to walk that out. I'm offended. 
so I'll just go up the road. But that is anemic. It's unfortunate. But because we got so many daggone options, just like, well, it didn't quite do it right for me. It didn't quite go, it didn't have the flavor I wanted. But um, that's what I see happening. Whatever comes together, I'm calling it good. Like I said, if it's five of us, or if it's 500 of us, it's good, it's enough. And I think the Lord will grow, but I told you in that video, the puzzle pieces will all be there. What about a band, or what about worship, or what about this, what about that? Well, I'd love to have a band, you know? I love all that, but that doesn't make us a New Testament church. So I'm totally cool with not having a band if we don't have a band. And I don't want to force people to do something they don't want to do either. Like, Nisi, you got to learn guitar, you know? So, like, be ready for next week. And Rock William, you're on drums, because you can't have church if you don't have band. Because band is like, that's not true. Like, I Hudson, you're on keys. <laughs> so, so we can't, you know, so who's going to run sound? Who's like, hey, y'all, like you heard the master plan. Whoever says that they're a part of this body, at that point, I'm going to be looking at you just like you're looking at me. And I'm going to be like, I don't know, where should we be? Like, I'm going to do the work. Obviously, I have a greater responsibility than everybody else. So I'm not saying I'm passively waiting to just see what falls out of the sky. I just want you to see that, like, We'll sing, we'll do what the scripture says. We'll sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. We'll make melody in our hearts to the Lord. Sure, I think a band will probably emerge from that thing, or not just a band, or whatever else that we may say would be, that would be fitting and good. But I just want to maintain the purity of the spirit of what we're after. Does that make sense? So I'm not trying to be like, you don't need a band to have church. But at the same time, I'm a little bit. I'm just saying, like, bands are good. But let's make sure we clarify what the body of Christ is. Yeah. Okay, that's all. So did I get that right? That's good. So I'm going to pause before I go any further to just say, are there any questions? We'll, we'll hold off on comments if there's any of those, but are there any questions at the moment? I have a numbers question, so yeah. I can't help myself. The 200 thing, I, it doesn't actually matter right now, but I just feel like I want to ask. Um, what does that look like? Is that like 200 members? Or our 200 person walks off the street and we're like, all right, time to plant a church. Right. Like, what does that look like? And then does it count? You know, say we pop out three kids, that's three of them. So we're three closer. Like, yeah, just yeah. So my numbers brain great question. is asking. So I think I think kids would be included in that number. And we all know that kids matter just as much as adults. Yeah. And the thing that you count sometimes adults versus kids is because. Adults chose to be at something. Yeah. So that's the difference. Kids, it's not that you're, so sometimes you may hear a pastor say it was 27 adults, and some people are like, the kids matter too. Absolutely. Children are the church. Yeah. But the point is the adults had to choose deliberately. But, um, so yeah, I don't think it will be a worship gathering attendance number. Mm -hmm. It will be very much a, these folks are committed to membership, if that's yeah. a word that's going to be used. I don't know what word I'm going to use yet because I'm not sure. I want a word that communicates what it is, not like, I've got a Costco membership. Not like a club, yeah. You know, like, Family. Well, it's not quite the same. So I want to make sure that we even use language in the church that is very heavy that, that, yeah. and very accurate for us. But, no, I don't think it'll be 200 people gathered for worship on a Sunday, therefore we're ready. Yeah. I think it will be 200 people are committed in this New Testament family with whatever terms and whatever process we use to indoctrinate, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, like everybody, you gotta slice your hand and put it to <laughs> My mom asked. I, like I was wondering, but then my mom was like, she'd watch the video and she's like, 
So what does that mean? I'm like, I don't know. I haven't been yeah. to the meeting. So did that answer it though? <laughs> kind of, yeah. It's membership. It's yeah. And Except yes, we're not calling that. Also. Okay. Yeah. So once it's 200 people who have said like, this is our family. Committed, we're yeah. for real, for real, like the gang. I, this is my gang. This is my family. Yeah. Once we have 200 of those folks, then it's and of course we'll be pre prepping for it. Yeah. And whichever elder is going to be sent, right. we'll be prepping for that as well as talking to the congregation. Be like, we'll all right, guys. Team. First up, like, who's up? <laughs> and that elder will begin to share his vision and his heart. Yeah. But he will also stick to that same DNA. Yeah. It yeah. will still be the 150, 200. It'll still be. We're not going out there to be like our church is going to be about. Underwater basket weaving, like no, you can't make the church about a theme. The church has to be about disciple making. Amen. That's what it has to be. <laughs> or, or our church is a worship church. Like the church has to be a disciple making church. Yeah. Yeah, but we want to have great praise and worship. You can, you can, you definitely can, but that's not the church. You got to be a disciple making church. We have an incredible band. Good, 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 good. I hope so. But it's not what the church is. Any other questions? Thank you. We're going to be wrapping up here in the next 12 minutes. Because they're going to be turning the lights out on us. So I'll go fast now. All right. So that all I did was cover the video so far. Um, so now I'm getting to the vision stuff that I had more prepared for tonight. We believe the Bible is the authoritative word of God. I will preach and teach the scriptures as the final authority of everything. Not conscience, not mob rule, not democracy. There is a king. He rules over everybody and everything. This is his word. I read it and attempt to obey it. Like I said, I don't know Greek, Hebrew, or anything else. I study. I look stuff up. But I'm a simple man. And, and I believe the Bible is safe. I believe the common man can pick up the book of God, read it, believe it, apply it, and be saved by it. My eyelid just started twitching. So it looks like I'm winking at you. <laughs> so what are we about? Loving God, making disciples, live as a New Testament family. We talked about loving God for real, dying for Christ. We talked about God has a mission and he gave it a church. To be a disciple of Jesus means you make disciples of Jesus. That's not baby seal Christianity. That's just Christianity. We're going to be a New Testament family committed to one another. I want my life to be poured out. I watch documentaries of the church in Iran, and I am jealous. She'll tell you. In West Virginia, I watched a documentary. What's it? Sheep Among Wolves. Sheep Among Wolves. Go watch it on YouTube. I just felt jealousy. I felt jealousy. Because they're like, life on the line, risking it all. Like, they're not about church drama. They're not, you know, Bob offended me on a Sunday. Like, are you kidding me? The stakes are so high. And like, I, we finished that documentary and I was like, we would die And I was like, half joking, half just heart sick. Like, I just want you to hear that. That's where I'm at, y'all. I'm frustrated. <laughs> like, with me, not with you, not with the church, but with me. Because I see what John Michael has lived is very different from what John Michael has read. And John Michael is saying, no more. And at the same time, I'm saying, Anybody else? If so, let's go together. Yeah. If so, let's go together. I don't have it all figured out. I'm just saying I'm serious about going for it now. And I really believe that the Lord is leading me to plant and to pastor. I really believe that. I fear God. I don't take it lightly. So at, at any point, if anybody tells me, like, this is my church and you're my pastor, 
And I told her, she's like, what are you thinking leading up to these meetings? I was like, I'm, I'm afraid. I'm afraid of the weight hits on me. Like, she's like, good. I said, yeah, it is good. <laughs> I mean, I'm not fearful in an unhealthy way, but I'm afraid of God, and I love people, and I recognize the calling of a pastor is not a small thing. I'm also not the Holy Spirit in your life, but there is a significant role of, of being a shepherd of the flock and caring for people. And, and, and say, because the scripture says that you're supposed to look at the life of your pastor to emulate the life that your pastor lives and see the good fruit that it bears so that you can copy it. So it is my responsibility literally to say, follow me as I follow Christ. Um, since we only have about 10 minutes left, I think we just want to make sure that we have time to yeah. answer any more questions and maybe even just chat for a little bit, you know, so that they're not cutting the lights out on us when we're trying to talk. Yeah, let, let me scan really quickly to make sure there's no high-level thing I need to hit. Otherwise, I'll be frustrated. And so, also maybe share what you're going to share next week as well. Okay. So I'm going to shepherd and pastor people. I want to see your life blessed, thriving, full of joy, full of passion. I want to primarily focus on equipping the saints to care for one another as well. I'm not the hero to the church. That's the other thing. It's not, hey, my goldfish died. John Michael wasn't there at his funeral. It's like, no, no, no. Family, family, family. That's not me getting out of anything. I want to be a part of stuff too. But like, I'm not qualified to lead you and love you if I don't lead and love these people first. That's right. That's right. I learned that lesson the hard way before. I put ministry above my family. I will never do it again. So I will love you well. I will love you truly. I will love you deeply. But I'm not going to be like, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Like, if you think something, if you feel something, if you want something, you got to communicate with me. I am not a mind reader. So, like, whatever it is, you know. <laughs> so, like, I don't know what it's going to look like. You know, are you going to be in the hospital every time I'm in the hospital? I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's biblical for pastors to pray for people and lay hands on them and anoint them with oil. But it's also biblical that they call on the elders of the church. Yeah, that's right. They call on the elders of the church, then the elders of the church come. So you can't get a hangnail and be like, he wasn't there for my outpacing procedure. I'm like, okay, hang on a second. I'm not a super Christian. I'm a Christian. Well, you're the pastor, and I love you. But you understand what I'm saying here? I don't want you to think that I'm like, I don't care about what's going on in your life. I'm just saying, like, I can't be there for 150 people. You can't. Like, you can't do it. It's not possible. So that's why the family aspect is so important. So that, you know, when Nisi has something going on in her life, you know, I probably will be there because it's literally my mom. But, <laughs> you know, whatever's going on, like Diana, no, Diana's got it covered. And mom's not, De Denise isn't looking at me like, Joe Michael didn't show up. Like, Joe Michael's a dude. He's another guy. Like, he's not the hero of the church. The body is going to be praying and caring for one another as well. Yeah, that's right. I go to Lighthouse. That's where I'm a member right now. Pastor Ken is my pastor, but, like, he doesn't know everything going on in our lives because Mark is all up in my life. And, and if I think to tell Pastor Ken, yeah, I can tell Pastor Ken too, but because the New Testament family is such a reality in Lighthouse, like, I don't need Pastor Ken. I'm not keeping anything from him, and I'll include him on stuff, but I just want to show there needs to be a balance there. Yeah. So sometimes we can be easily offended, and then on the other on the other side we can go in the extreme. My grandfather was a Methodist pastor for many, many, many years. He ran himself to death because he thought that was what being a pastor was. He thought he had to be in everybody's living room every two weeks, and that was all he did. 
And because he trained the congregation to get used to that, well, who do you think they wanted for everything? Yeah. They didn't trust one another to pray for one another. They didn't trust one another to care for one another's needs. Richard didn't call Brandon. Richard Richard just only called John Michael. Or John Michael didn't didn't reach out to to Richard. John Michael was just like, well, I need Pastor Ken. And Pastor Ken doesn't have to. What kind of church is this? <laughs> what kind of heart does this pastor have? You get it. Beating a dead horse. Another's <laughs> lives. Blah 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 blah. Super important stuff. Blah blah blah. <laughs> Unity, multiplication, blah blah blah. Okay. Just repeat myself. <laughs> I sat down for a while. So that's it. Um, for the next few weeks, it's very important to me that you know who I am. I wanted tonight to give you a snapshot so that some of you could just be like, okay, praise the Lord, God's doing new work, but I'm not it's not me. I sense the Lord's not drawing me to be a part of that. And then I just say, high five, I love you, brother, I love you, sister. Let's keep serving God. Um, but for others, I think it'd be, hmm, okay, I, I sense something, and I want to come back. So the coming weeks, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get more specific on me, my testimony, really who is John Michael, for real, for real. Like, I'll share stuff, you're like, ugh. Like, I didn't want a guy who's that human. Well, brace yourself. Like, <laughs> I am. And I want you to know all that. Like, I want you to hear it from me. Instead of, you know, I don't know if it comes up in the news someday, somehow. <laughs> now everybody's going to come back and like, I got to know what you guys are It's going to be some juicy tidbits. I'm going to tweet it. Oh, I forgot to record this whole meeting. There's a bunch of people who asked me to do that. Uh-oh. Sorry. I recorded most of it. Okay. So. Thank you. For Angelina. <laughs> Hopefully it'll be good. Oh, man, you should have it. You should have put it right here. I should have. Do it next week. So next my testimony, who I am. My qualifications, according to scripture, I got no seminary degree. Um, other churches who have already committed to being a part of supporting this work. Yes. Church structure um, and a statement of faith. Super important. But but at the same time, we also, I think we knew that folks who were coming know that, like, dude, we're, it's a Jesus church, you know? Like, and being not scared. And not being scared. Not exactly. Scared. Yeah. Not being cowards. So um, all those things in the coming weeks, and then I think we'll probably get into more Q&A as well. And then I think as we go on, like, again, things are just going to clarify. I think as folks speak up and say, this is my church, like, from this moment forward, this is me, I am you, we are us, and I'm just going to go, okay. And if that number is, you know, whatever, like, we're going to multiply. So a lot of people keep asking about a building. That's why I keep referencing that, because that's a normal question. So like I said, we'll see. You know, invite people. If you're going to keep coming, invite other people. You know, share it. If you think it's something that others would be interested in and feel called to, tell people about it. And they won't know. We don't tell them. Yeah. Are you going to meet here for the next four meetings? On a Thursday? Yep. At 6.30. Exactly. Same time, same place. we got three more of these happening. It's April 1st will be the last one. So it's every week from here out. Yep. Every okay, Thursday. cool. Okay. Yeah, three more weeks of this. Just getting into more detail. Yeah. Same time, same place. I'm worse because I was yelling over that thing. Questions? Any other questions? Comments? Yeah, Concerns. comments. Will we need to other too? No, thank you for asking. I just did that for the first week because I was like, I have no idea what to expect. So I wanted to make sure that like 
room was going to be big enough. I didn't know how everybody was going to feel with you know social distancing. I know everybody has a different take on that. I can see that we're all real. <laughs> Everybody's like, no mask. Yeah, like, we're real. Everybody was shaking my hand and hugging me. So, right. Yeah, I, I want to make folks feel comfortable. And at the same time. So I want everybody to do their thing. So if you're wondering, like, what's well, what are we going to do as far as meeting and all that? Like, we're going to meet. But what if the governor says X, Y, Z? We're going to meet. But Amen. He can only do so much, much support. If you don't want to meet, you don't come. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. We're going to meet. We're going to we're going to keep meeting. And um, I don't, it's hard for me to imagine a scenario where I would say. So even if things were to tighten back down, and by the grace of God, I don't think they are. Yeah. I think it's yeah. you know, like even in the natu- even naturally speaking, vaccinations are going up, cases are going down. So we praise God for that. But um, I don't see any scenario where I don't ever tell the saints like we're not going to yeah. Unless the roads are like in six inches of ice or something like yeah. that, right? Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that, but uh, it's each his own. Right. Like, yeah, you want to ski? Like, everybody has to make their own decisions with all that stuff. Yeah. Some of us are scared. Skirt. I have. Are you talking about ice? I'm talking about you. I know. 